0: Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast where we discuss a variety of stories across pop culture, plus give you advice for creating your own. It's episode number 10 on Monday the 21st of October. I'm your host and My meta co-founder, Nigel.
1: I'm a co-host, Dazzy, and I apologise for my voice today. (laughs) Uh, My name is Gina, I'm the show's producer and I'm also a freelance artist.
0: And we have a special EGX uh, episode today. So we've got a bunch of guests with us. And we're going to introduce two now. And one's going to join us later. So first up, we have Voivoda Rose.
2: Hi, I'm Voivoda Rose. I'm a Twitch streamer.
0: <laughs> and Mr. Midas. Welcome. What's going on, Mr. Midas Games in the place? Cool. And then later on, we're going to have uh, UK rapper Shadow uh, come and join us to talk all things gaming and EGX.
1: So it's great to have you on our show today. Um, Do you want to start with uh, yourself Rose on, sorry, a bit about what you do uh, outside of streaming because you have a few projects don't you?
2: Yeah I am the founder of a community called Divine Muses. It is an FGC group, which is dedicated to women in basically the European fighting games community, uh, more to do with support and just building better connections and, you know, that kind of thing.
1: And showing uh, how good women are at fighting games,
2: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're working on it. We're working on it. We've got programs and uh, the work to do with mentoring schemes because we realize that women don't really ask... Other people for games, whether it's to do with uh, they don't feel comfortable or they don't feel confident enough in their skill level. But asking other people for games is a very like fundamental part in just growing your skills and like experience in fighting games. So we're working on basically mentoring schemes, which is getting some of the top uh, players that have ones that placed highly in tournaments and stuff to uh, basically reach out and, as I said, you know, just mentor and get games with these. ladies (laughs) these wonderful ladies
1: (laughs) awesome that sounds amazing um and Midas you you host a show GGR on Grime Daily but you're also starting your own YouTube channel
3: do you want to tell us more about those um yes so I am a TV presenter specializes in the gaming industry. I'm actually the host and creator of Games, Gadgets and Rhymes, which is exclusively on GRM Daily. Um, So I, myself and a guy called Richie Driss came up with a concept five years ago. And since that time I've been in the gaming industry creating content. Um, The premise of our show is We get artists from um, Black entertainment scene To go head to head on the latest console games So everyone from like Big Nasty Cadet, Rest in Peace Youngun, Crepton Conan All of those guys going head to head on the Console games Um, I also host various Events from um, Insomnia, from Fnatic um, Just did a District G Which is a FGC Um, community event um, and because I go to so many events and I'm at so many things started vlogging for my own channel which is Mr Midas Games make sure you're subscribed and I hope you're all subscribed who's listening right now
1: thank you so much for that
3: cool
0: yeah we'll get everyone we'll put that link in the show notes um, and then we'll enforce that all people must subscribe (laughs) That was what you were trying to say, right? Yeah, including okay. you two as well. Subscriber oh, it will be in else. that as well. Okay. You already know
2: I'm, <laughs>
0: okay, I'm gonna I'm going to do that. by As soon as we finish this episode, um, I'm going to subscribe and then everyone should do the same. Yep. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, yeah, this is a EGX special. So we're just going to be talking a lot uh, about EGX, which is the biggest gaming convention in the UK, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the Maya Mada universe. And actually, the Maya Mada universe was at EGX, so um, all things come back to EGX. But uh, So I ended up spending uh, all four days at EGX, uh, but specifically on Saturday, I did a talk on the career stage where I just talked about the gamepad journey um sort of how we built up the event, where we're going, and try to give some tips to people looking to essentially create their own job in the gaming industry, whether it's event or something else. So uh that went pretty well. Um I think we'll touch a bit more about that when we go into the wider EGX talk. Um so I feel like so Tazia apologised earlier. We might have just just a general mind matter apology because it's been a long weekend um, so after EGX uh woke up at I woke up at half five, I don't know what time you woke up uh, Tazzy, but uh, I was up at half five because we were doing this mini gamepad experience at the FutureX Skills event, which is a Mayor of London supported event um, aiming to get underrepresented groups into the tech sector including gaming. So we came down, delivered a few gaming tournaments or no, we did a time trial event to be honest you did most of the work Tazzy. so um,
1: and Gina (laughs) and Gina
0: yes who is who is muted but here in spirit and through technology but yeah so we did um we gave away some prizes we gave away game vouchers um for crash team racing and we talked to a lot of young people around like what they wanted to do in gaming so yeah I think that was a really good day how did you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really good. It was really nice, like, talking to so many different um, uh, young people about the gaming industry and the opportunities. And some, not, but actually, well, their path was going towards other things. um, And they said that, well, they're actually really interested in gaming. And um, a few of them, I'm like, well, you can do what you're already doing, but just in the gaming industry, it does exist. (laughs) It's just getting to know people. Um, Yeah
0: and i feel like a lot of young people kind of are in that space where they they obviously play games but they don't realize there are actual careers in gaming and things they might enjoy whether it's programming or artwork you can actually do within games so it's good to i guess spread that message and raise awareness definitely cool um so speaking of gamepad um we have another gamepad event i feel like we always have some gamepad event coming which is kind of actually by design to be fair but uh, our next gamepad event in or our first one of 2020 aka the future is coming up on the 11th of january 2020 so as always you can go to gamepad event gamepad.events check out the new information get tickets and all that and then we'll be updating with games tournaments prizes um, and other goodness in time uh, this is what are we in? No, no, we're not in November yet. Almost there. So this is in the kind of the middle of a mad convention rush. Where I had E.G.X. I went to the Lake District the week before for a convention. Um, our next conventions coming up over October and November. We've got the London Comic Con, which I, I'm just going to go ahead and assume everyone listening to this will have heard of it. Um, But just in case, it's the UK's largest pop culture event. And we've been exhibiting there for a number of years. So we're going to have all our manga. We're going to have some new merchandise. We've got some hot lunch t-shirts and sweatshirts. We've got some beanie hats, including the pink samurai beanie hat, which came and went last time just like that. And we're also going to be joined by Tazzy. Um, as well as some work experience students. So that's going to be an interesting uh, time. I'm going to have to sort of train some work experience students and get them uh, to grips with the convention scene, just throwing them in the deep end. Um, And then into November, I've got the Malta Comic-Con. So week after Comic-Con, I'm going to be taking a flight to Malta, spend a few days there for their comic convention, um, which should be really cool then come back and then go to Harrogate, which I had to Google but it's somewhere near Leeds for the Thought Bubble Convention, which will be the last convention I will do of 2019. After that, I'm going to sleep and play some games.
1: (laughs) Well-deserved rest. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. It's been a... Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's getting, like, to meet people, um, obviously tell people about what we do. Um, But uh, I also got... I did get a new duvet and duvet cover and i would like to enjoy that at some point so yeah i think that's going to happen in november uh, and then looking further out into the future uh, we've got our hot lunch comics signing event and live podcast at orbital comics in london and the actually today um, just reminding myself today the tickets went out so if you are in or around london you can check out the link. It will be in the show notes where you can get tickets. They're free. So come down uh, to our live event where we're going to be signing uh, copies of our latest manga and also doing our final podcast event of the year with uh, my my co-founder, Lau, obviously myself, Tazzy, and our editor, Lara Lee. So there's going to be more details for that. In the show notes, and that is pretty much all that's happening with my matter. It's actually not, but that's all we can fit into this segment. Uh, So, our main topic today is going to be all about EGX. Uh, Before we get into this, I'm going to do some uh, magic here, and I'm going to say hello to Shay Thompson who is a surprise guest. Let's see how this works. Hello. Hello. There you go. All right, so quick uh, programming note. Uh, Mm -hmm. we were gonna split into two, um, but Shay couldn't stick around for the second half. So we've completely gone on the fly. Don't know what's happening from this point, but Shay's gonna join us for as long as she can to give us her thoughts on EGX. Amazing. how are you doing, Shay?
4: Good, yeah, good. Just very busy, which is standard fare for me, really.
0: Yeah, busy is good. Busy sometimes. is good,
4: sometimes.
0: Yeah, sleep is also good.
4: Yeah, I have yeah. taken a lot of naps today, which helped in between okay. work. My so. like power naps. <laughs> yeah,
0: cool. I'm
1: very jealous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to learn the art of the power nap.
4: Yeah, it gets to like three o'clock, I'm like, all right, let's go for a quick siesta and then come back and carry on working.
0: Mm, okay all right so is everyone else here i haven't like magically kicked off everyone else is everyone Still ready here. yeah all right <laughs> you're ready to talk egx
4: yes yes
0: cool so uh over the past four days from what was it the i think it was the 17th so from the 17th okay. to mm. the 20th of october EGX, as I mentioned, the largest video game convention, takes place for the first, well not the first time, but back in London after a number of years and for the first time at the London Excel Centre. So before we get into these, uh, these deep topics um, all around gaming, just let me get everyone's quick take how you felt the show was for you, starting with Shay, since you were the last in first up.
4: Um, I thought it was pretty good. I I'd never been to an EGX before. I went to Resd uh, in April, uh, so yeah, never went to EGX because it had been in Birmingham like my all of my adult life. Um, but it was good. I think there were a really nice wide range of games um, as usual. You know, it being an expo with like teenagers and gamers, it smelled very bad. But I feel like. <laughs> That's to be expected. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was a pretty solid event. Like they had a lot going on aside from just like video games. You know, there were a lot of talks and a lot of panels and workshops and stuff. And it is really nice to see a wide range and not just video games. Because yeah, like some of these games are dumb. They <laughs> need to be taught stuff. So yeah, like I said, it's nice to have um, a mixture of things available.
0: Okay. Uh, Rose, how about you? How did you find the event?
2: I thought EGX was it was freaking awesome. I spent a lot of my time around the fight zone, to be fair. So at that point, I was just there watching uh, the Capcom Pro Tour and just enjoying the commentators and the craziness. And basically just... I think for me, although I love the games that are at these events, I am more about the people. <laughs> the people, the people. cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice. Did you get involved in any fights, gaming or otherwise?
2: Uh no, I'm mostly an FGC photographer, so like I do the esports photography thing and cool. so that's what I was there for.
0: Okay. All right. Um Midas, how did you find it?
3: I loved it, man. Um uh, firstly I got to play Final Fantasy VII Remake, which we I, will be I talking more excited, about well, later. I saw in person how excited you were about that game. Bam, <laughs> some madness. Um uh, <laughs> well i i love EGX. i've literally gone to every egx from the lot like the last time when it was in els call oh yeah so it's always been um, a huge experience and part of my life as a gamer even before i worked in the gaming industry so yeah i love it it's it's, it's there's nothing else like it in the uk and and it's got a it's got a great mix of three things, which um, obviously both Shay and Rose mentioned, Which is one is the people, like so much amazing people down there. Two is the knowledge factor, everything from like after games being down there, all of the universities being down there, all of the talks, and then the most important factor for myself is the games, like being able to play. Um, so much things and just seeing just seeing um all of these games really in a big and glamorous way like we're here love us so yeah as you can tell i love it
0: yeah that definitely came through yeah, um <laughs> definitely came through um tazzy how God, about yourself? i'm gonna
1: feel like the villain um <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no there's this controversy here
1: yeah uh so i have to say i very much agree with the majority of your points um there was a lot of variety. The um, there was I got educated myself in actual cybercrime, uh, <laughs> which is something I was not versed in um, and very un- uh, uh, just completely oblivious to. And um, so there was a lot of educational points there. I think that is massively improved. Um, there was a massive. I don't know if anyone actually took part, but there was a big uh, board game section, which was really cool, actually. Um, The late night thing was really great. And the people always at these events, great. Uh, I was really underwhelmed, though. Um, I have been to several of the Birmingham ones. I missed last year's. I've been to several of the previous ones. And there just seemed to be uh, a lot less playable, like, major games there. which was really disappointing. There's a few games that just were not present at all that I was expecting. Like, this, which sorry, which games were you expecting that weren't there? Uh Watchdogs.
4: That when wasn't is, there.
1: When's when's that coming out? Uh I believe the first quarter of next year. Okay. Um Cyberpunk had no playable demo. It was a good good demo, but it, it at this point it's like, okay, there is games come out this is the time that I want to get my hands on them uh edx being the biggest um I don't know I was and I don't think it was as grand as it's been previously in Birmingham
3: I do agree it was
1: still very good I'm I'm not saying it wasn't good I was just a little let down on that front there was some amazing stuff there though
3: um but like
0: compared to last previous years
1: but yeah I still feel I felt underworld
0: compared
3: to previous years. Okay. <laughs> it so, does feel a lot smaller than Birmingham. It feels so much more um compact and tighter Birmingham does feel a lot more grand and I do agree with you there.
0: I never actually made it to the Birmingham ones, but I will say so this was the first time I've been to an EGX event outside of res uh aside from um not aside from but since it was in Ells uh like you say. So it was, yeah, it was like a long time coming uh, for me. But uh, I think I was having a conversation with someone and um, they asked, like, how big is it? And uh, I was like, my view on what is big has been skewed by the fact that I've been to Gamescom earlier in the year.
4: Uh.
0: Um, And so, like, for, like, EGX, the whole of EGX is, like, one part of one hall at Gamescom. One of eight halls in that space. Um, so yeah, just the, the the comparison is just like just completely different. Uh, having said that, so admittedly I don't have the uh, the comparison of the Birmingham events, but from my experience, I was there all four days. I did enjoy it, but I get uh, Tazzy's point about the lack of playable big IP, which I didn't quite get, especially something like. Death Stranding, which is, as far as I know, is still coming out next month. So mm. I would have thought it'd be at a stage of, you know, give this a go um, rather than here, watch uh, another section of the game. So, yeah, but I did enjoy myself. Um, I feel it was really good to sort of meet. And especially the last time I went to EGX was way before we even started Game Bad. So I wasn't in the video game industry uh, whereas now I feel I am more in the industry so it's good to talk to other people uh, that I know from the industry um, particularly two of the people uh, uh, on the podcast Rose and Midas I met at um, EGX this weekend having spoken to them previously before so uh, stuff like that was cool too. Um, so just on the point about like Sorry. comparisons um, how how do you all feel like it does compare to previous events has anyone else been to the Birmingham events
4: well like I said this was my first EGX I have no reference point to compare it to uh, about like on the topic of the lack of like big quote-unquote playable demos I think I think there's something to be said about like these bigger companies um kind of I it's gonna make me sound really cynical but I guess sort of finessing um like gamers because I think people who play games and like gamers are two very different things i think gamers are people who like engage with games on more than just a surface level like you know they wouldn't just come to egx to just play like the big six games or like wait in a queue for like the big six games i think there is that assumption and that belief on the publisher side of things that they'll be like yeah people will wait two hours to watch a demo let alone play it i think if you are gonna go to a big like conference or expo like this like you should and, and do call yourself a gamer i think you should go out and engage with all of the games available there you know there were like 300 games at egx this year
1: that's not to be yeah. taken lightly that's I, a lot of freaking games mm, i get that because i i attend egx res as well a lot of the games were the indie games and that's what egx res is for um but and this being the one that's supposed to be for like those bigger ips it's it's just a bit disappointing because this is like the last sort of hands-on chance with those games um and there's a lot of a lot of shows um that uh you can watch like the live stream for um to get the the panels and things i totally like get what you mean but for just personally for me it's like
4: Oh, I don't just know wanna, about I feel the
1: game, game as well I've, I've read I've watched I need my chance to to feel what it's like to to play it
4: <laughs> oh, I don't know about Res just being for indie games I think there is a sort of focus on uh res and like indie games but that's because like like I was saying like people genuinely like kind of disengage with indie games at larger events. I think there is this sort of notion that, oh yeah, well we're here for the big games. And that's what I was saying. That sort of feeds back into the attitude from the publishers where it's like, yeah, we'll we'll let people wait four hours in a queue to watch this demo because there is that sort of disengagement with um like indie games. Like even even like the way you said it, you were like, yeah, those indie games. <laughs> I was
1: like No, sorry, I spent most games. I I spent a lot of time in the indie game section that mm-hmm. But I do, I guess it's just for me me personally that I I spend a lot of time with indie games at a lot of other events mm. and I rarely there's just I don't get a chance to have like a hands on thing with upcoming big games like
3: so that, I, that,
1: I, that's a I lot harder.
3: I think that um I so obviously because I've attended the Birmingham one a few times I get what Tazzy's saying because when you go to Like, most of the times at the Birmingham EGX, you've got the big Ubisoft stands, you've got the big Xbox stand, you've got Nintendo, you've got Sony, and you've got everyone there, where, obviously, at um, EGX just gone, there was no Xbox, there was um, no Ubisoft, but then also, there's not that much coming out that wasn't there um for example like last of us 2 i know sony weren't gonna let that out um i kind of agree with shay in terms of finessing because i believe the reason why i believe that um death stranding wasn't playable because i just don't think people are gonna get understand it because even i watched the demo and the demo actually put me off the game I I had I was kind of interested in before and watching the demo made me not even want to play it now. So oh, wow. I don't think a game like that really demos well. And I think with Ubisoft, like Watch Dogs is the only two things. So yeah, I don't feel like there's that because I don't think there's that much really coming out next year that mm. wasn't there. Um so I think it's almost timing as well, because at the end of the day, if there was loads of games that were 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 dropping for everyone to be excited about next year um, and I think it's just really about the time because we're coming to the end of a console generation. Mm. That's true I, um, there's a lot of people holding like back. Also Rose, what do you i like to say I
2: think with uh, Ubisoft especially last year they actually had a uh, what is it the next Assassin's Creed game coming out the month after that was the thing so in October they had the next Assassin's Creed installment when they had EGX in the NEC in September They have to think about it like i think in uh terms of how ubisoft and ubisoft functions especially because we're considering whether watchdogs should have been there they only think until like the end of the year practically
1: Mm.
2: yeah not not games that are going to turn up in the you know the first quarterly of the year
1: yeah i totally get that i mean i did mention at the event when i got there that um you know one of the reasons that that was probably one of the biggest reasons why. But
0: I do, yeah. <laughs> I do feel like I get what you're saying about the big uh, games because I I look at E3. I mean, I guess we will watch like what comes out of E3 and it, and it's it's great to see. But then it also feels distant uh, in terms of those big IPs. So uh, for me, it'll be cool, especially as you have something like Res. It will be great if EGX for the UK does become that place where uh, the UK audience can actually you know take part in an event. Uh, And a grand event that does show these bigger titles and lets people get hands on with them. But I guess, like Midas says, you have that sort of end of console cycle. Um, I don't know where people start holding back, and they're they're waiting for the next generation to start, you know, major releases. So maybe we're in that kind of time where people are doing, you know, just holding back for the next consoles, and maybe next year will be sort of. I'd hope. I'd hope to see, like, next year have uh, a lot more bigger uh, games that people will, I guess, a wider range of people will know and um, know from E3 and get the chance to play as well. Mm. So, I mean, aside from um, the games, well, it would be interesting to know what everyone was there for. So did anyone go and attend any talks or... Uh, panels or were you there for any special, cause I know. So, um, you've got people with like channels or any special assignments. Like what were people there for aside from obviously the games? And then we'll, uh, have a talk about like each of the different areas and how we felt people did.
4: Well, I, I went to a couple of talks. Uh, what was nice is there was like a real nice wide array. Like you had some, um, talks on like games culture and then you had like some, event uh, some talks on like specific games so that was really nice to see I'm always like interested in like the development side of things I've always said like I wasn't smart enough to be a dev so it is nice to have like those very rare insights into the actual development process um, and then I also did um, portfolio reviews uh, where people came up and asked me for careers for advice which is pretty good um, it's not always oh, like
0: it you looking at other uh, people's work
4: Yeah, precisely I mean, that yeah Cool. how did that go it was good. I didn't get very many people um, who wanted to be like presenters and stuff. Like I got a few like marketing people and a couple of people who studied like media and like communications, but like very little presenters. I thought there would be more. But um, yeah, but it was good. Uh, like I said, it was like nice to see the sort of like upcoming um, age of talent. Uh, like I think, you know, the new games industry is going to have like a lot to show us up with
0: terms of like young people and their ideas
4: yeah no absolutely I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah I do find that like from doing workshops where once you give uh younger people like space to sort of let their imaginations go some of the ideas they come up with just like mm. I would just not have thought of that and if you'd have given me all the time in the world I just wouldn't have thought of that so it's good to get like that kind of space where people can sort of I guess yeah find their path and let their ideas uh shine yeah, how twisted. about everyone else? Was What was what was everyone else there for?
2: Uh, I was mostly there for Pokemon, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 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 so aside I think you from, and a few uh, other people. Yeah, aside from other. being there uh, to help uh, my friend record content for her YouTube channel, I was also mostly there for Pokemon, you know, uh, as well as the Capcom Pro Tour. But, you know, it's just mostly Pokemon. Just really <laughs> Pokemon. <already>. Okay, well,
3: <laughs> like, um so for me, um, similar to yourself, when I first started going to EJX, I wasn't in the gaming industry, um, so I actually went to create content for my new YouTube channel, so I've got a new series that I've, I'm creating called This Is Why I Love, This Is why I Love, where I talk about a game, a franchise, an experience, why I love it. And because I love EGX, um, I just went to basically talk about um why I love EGX. So I filmed all day, Friday, and most of Thursday. Um I think what was really interesting in, interesting for me is I use EGX a lot to network, and I love networking with like PR companies and um, like all the big stands. And was really interested in. It. I didn't even network that much because I knew a lot of people, uh, and it's just really shown the progression for myself within the industry and 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 how much people I know. So yeah, really, um, two reasons: content and Final Fantasy, innit? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Straight. <laughs> gotta be a game attached to it we're (laughs) we're
3: definitely going to talk about final
0: fantasy and get into that uh in a moment but yeah it's interesting you say about the the networking so that's something i sort of i guess didn't realize well no i I did know i just i saw uh the power of that at an event like this where there was a moment where i was i think i came in on uh thursday because i had a, a uh, meeting, so I came specifically to talk to someone. Then after that meeting finished, I was just standing around, and then I met someone I um, worked with before who also has a podcast. Uh, I then ran into Midas uh, for the first time. I then saw Rose, our son. And it was just a uh, constant like, oh, I know you. Oh, I know you too. <laughs> that kind of like as, as you go through the event, it's just like meeting people. So everyone who is in the gaming industry was there. And then as I was talking to uh, the guys that I uh, work with, then uh, Julia Hardy uh, came over because she knew someone. It's like, oh, wait, you're Julia Hardy. Okay. All right. Nice to meet you. Um, so yeah, You like...
3: had the super spot. I don't know how you did it, but you had the super spot.
0: Do you know what it was? I think because there was like a, a really big like waste uh, bin, people must have looked at that spot and just written it off. But obviously I saw something, I saw the potential <laughs> in, in, in that spot. And I was like, you know what? There's there's a bin there, I don't care. I'm just gonna stand here and wait for people to come to me. And it worked. So he, he yeah, some life, did. some life advice there. Um Oscar the Grouch is onto something. <laughs> um so, <laughs> Uh, so yeah no that was and for me I it's funny because I only planned to come two days Saturday and Sunday uh, and then sort of timings and things uh, got moved around so I ended up coming on Thursday for um, for the meeting and just to scout around uh, and then for on Friday um, to come for a talk which I actually ended up missing um, but also got to speak more with, with Rose and then Saturday I did uh, my talk uh, on the stage which uh, I think went, um, went well so people seemed to uh, enjoy it. I did have a moment where because uh, I sent them all the information about the talk and when I got there and I had the schedule there was just my name and my matter and I'm, I'm certainly not at a stage where just my name alone will draw a crowd so I had a sort of moment of panic like is anyone going to come if they have no idea what it is so I quickly uh, messaged the the person who booked me and then uh, the next day I came and it was like the the title of the talk was written in sharpie um I was <laughs> like I've I've arrived at some level my my name's there talk it's written in sharpie but it's there, so it's, there. Think, it's there
2: it's and there it's there <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> exactly exactly so um uh so yeah that was my kind of EGX experience so um Tazzy, <laughs> what were you there for and how did you find it
1: uh, so I was there because I hate to miss out on gaming events in the UK especially ones that are so close um oh, and I missed lost huh?
0: Social pressure
1: yeah no definitely not social pressure it's personal pressure <laughs> um <laughs> um and I missed last year's because it was all the way up in Birmingham. I just couldn't get there. Um, and I did not want to miss it again. Um, and the reason why I like going to them, especially EGX, is to see people and networking again, uh, but also cyberpunk.
0: Mm, yeah. Okay. So you went, you went to the screen, <laughs> the quote unquote experience.
1: Yes, I did. I mean, I wish I could have played it, but it was really, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed um, seeing that that played in front of me uh, and not on my computer screen. Um, But yeah, it was good. I did also go for some panels. So I was there, um, originally I was only meant to be there for uh, two days, Uh, ended up being there for all four um, as I was on the cosplay stage on Friday, uh, which came with the perk of getting a four-day ticket instead of a just the two days, um, so it meant I had so much time. it was great
0: <laughs> oh you got the industry the industry pass
1: uh yeah, I got exhibit pass
0: exhibits okay did because um I got an industry pass as well, uh, and then I discovered there was an area uh, that was exclusively for industry and I think press as well
4: oh yeah, that little room upstairs
0: yeah, mm. so I went to that, however, I was um. I was let down because I met someone who had a press pass, and he said there were cupcakes there one day. What? And Yeah, oh hold on. That's, that's as good as the story gets. Um, so he told me there were cupcakes, and I, he didn't say they were just for that day. So I went back on a Sunday up to the room. It was a nice room. It was nice to get away. But I came in looking for cupcakes, and there were no cupcakes, and that was a bit of a letdown. So yeah i think
4: disappointing heartbreaking terrible event zero out of ten i was
0: ready i was ready to drop points off that whole weekend experience um so next year i'm definitely if i get um another pass i'm going to go back first stop is friday press room cupcakes and then i'm going to enjoy the rest of the event uh so uh so yeah there were i think as was mentioned there were a few things that maybe missing, Microsoft weren't there, Ubisoft weren't there, but there were some major areas there. So I feel like we should sort of, you know, kind of virtually go around um, to some of the areas and see what people thought. And I feel that we should start with uh, Square Enix because I can just feel like Midas is ready to...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, first of a final fight. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting that kind of impression. So let's talk about Square Enix so they had final fantasy and marvels avengers and we're going to come to marvels avengers let's talk about final fantasy and let's open up to midas how did you feel
3: oh my god <laughs> fam all right so let me break it down so i'm <laughs> I'm a huge gamer, um, but I'm a big JRPG guy. So on my show on GRM, most of the games we play are competitive games. So it's the Cods, the Street Fighters, the FIFA, um, Tekken's, all of those games. And... Um, I played those games as well, but my, me as a gamer, I like to be lost in a world and lost in a story. So, like, my favourite franchises are um, Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda, The Last of Us, Uncharted. I like those really story-based games. But, um, like, I wear the badge of honour as a gamer. Like, I, I consider myself a gamer. I'm so much into games, so much. Even before I worked in the gaming industry, like, I, I'd watch all the podcasts, Um always on youtube like just in reddit just really seeing what's happening but the game that made me that way was final fantasy 7 but the funny thing is when i got final fantasy 7 i'll never forget this i saw the artwork of the battle system and i thought that's what the game was going to look like so i was like wow this game looks sick and then when i got it and i saw the sprites i was like <laughs> what is this what is this? But I just fell in love with it, fell in love with it. And Cloud's like one of my favorite, um, Cloud Strass like one of my favorite characters ever. When that release happened in in on E3 and I saw him walking and I saw the Buster Sword, I was shaking. I was like, oh my God, it can't be, it can't be, it can't be. So to actually get my hands on that demo, I played it three times, by the way. Um, to get my
1: hands <laughs> on that, that. demo
3: three times what it was just it was just incredible like it looks amazing it plays amazing and I never ever in my life thought Final Fantasy 7 could look like that um so you, I'll stop, so I'll stop now so <laughs> <good>. I'm
1: very <laughs> moved I have to say yeah no I, I, I actually have follow
4: yeah I have follow-up questions like what exactly about like the battle system and about like the visuals and like the mechanics did you like
3: so obviously, it's no longer turn based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they've used the, a similar battle system from Final Fantasy 15, but it feels so much more refined. One mm-hmm. thing that really annoyed me in Final Fantasy 15 is sometimes when you've got a lot of enemies on screen, like you're like kind of jumping in between, and it didn't work very well. So, the, um, it was just really simple, like, and, and I know that sounds dumb, but it was just really simple. Like, you had one button for attack, you had a second button, um, which will give you options to get your um, get up your magic, which allowed it to go into that almost turn based style, and then you had like a trigger button if you needed to use other attacks. Um, and then to switch between your two characters, you just use um, left and right. So it was like so basic. And one of the hardest things for for ev- ever is playing a game for like two seconds and understanding the battle system straight away. That's why tutorials are usually so boring in games and not even just because I'm an RPG guy, I felt like after playing it for two seconds, I knew what I, I was doing. So it was just really simple so that was the battle system what was the other question you said
4: no it was more yeah it was just actually asking why you liked it so much so, <laughs> yeah it was, i think that covers it
3: yeah <laughs> do you know what it is as well like i really liked it but at the same time i was scared like this is one of the greatest games i've ever played in my life um so for them to actually remake it from scratch if i went there and it was bad like I would have been heartbroken. <laughs> I might not even have been on this podcast right oh, now. <laughs> it's just too much. At home,
2: under yeah. a duvet, crying, eyes out.
3: He's all just not talking to anyone. Yeah, Matt
2: <laughs> Hagen does or that's Ben I'm and saying.
3: Jerry's. So, like, yeah, I there was a lot this, of riding on that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> I put this game on such a high pedestal, and for it to actually meet my ex- expectations was just incredible.
4: But don't you think by putting it on a really high pedestal, like if it had been like slightly less than what you expected would you have loved it anyway or are you objective enough where you can like objectively critique it if it does end up not really meeting your expectations
3: next year when it comes out oh no i can definitely i can definitely critique it i mm-hmm. think um one thing is with rpgs is rpgs are, usually have something terrible in them every rpg usually has something that's awful in them and you're just like you'd but because you love the story and you love the characters and you get so into them, you kind of deal with that. Um, I haven't seen what that is yet. Mm-hmm. But I expect it being in an RPG is one of the f- the things like I've all I wish I could play a JRPG or RPG that is refined to the way The Last of Us is. Uh, OK. But I've, I, if that exists, please let someone let me know because I've <laughs> never seen it. Can I offer a perspective on this? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, actually, before I do, can I just say because you mentioned you, uh, Midas, you mentioned you played it three times. Yeah. So I don't want to let that go because I think people need to understand. I saw people waiting for hours to play this game once, and you played it three times. How yeah. how is that possible?
3: Oh, you, are, you just got to be after. You just got to have the links. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I just had to make calls
0: and. Okay, and yeah, you I go. didn't. Do. Like right, a... let me just make a note of that have the
3: uh, links <laughs> right. cool. um, No, because you work know what away. So, <laughs> so um, you, you have to finesse the experience, my G That's what I need to do next year, I need to work yeah. on that So I, I did get to experience. play
2: Basically, uh, what Midas is gonna do next year is he's gonna start running like networking sessions, and he's just gonna be like, "This is how you oh, do it, guys. Follow me <laughs> around from booth to booth. This is what yeah. we're doing today."
0: <laughs> just follow my lead. So Sorry. I actually, I used the app, um, because I was, um, so I was gonna line up with actually with a really big Final Fantasy fan. So I'm gonna come back to that in a second. But um, so we were gonna line up, and we were then told by someone there that you can use the uh, Experience PlayStation app uh, to book. But even then, so it tells you to get ready at this time, it's 2 o'clock, uh, and all the slots will be open. So we're ready at 2 o'clock. Moment it struck 2, all slots done, nothing on that day straight away. We had to wait till the next day, first thing in the morning at 9 o'clock to get our, uh, our slot for 11. So I just, I just want people to understand that whatever networking skills, whatever pool you've got to play it three times, just, just so Magic. people know. Magic. To my perspective, uh, so I'm going to say something that might get me uh kicked off my own show <laughs> is um, I've not played Final Fantasy 7 or many of the Final Fantasy games. I, it, so, it hey, was nice.
3: Nigel, to... I'm, very, I'm <laughs> so, very here with you, sorry.
1: I'll see you later.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm very so, here with you. Nigel. I was I just... literally going to say that uh, Midas, I think uh, Square Enix should pay you some commission because <laughs> I'm, I might.
2: They're invested. Might right buy, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> might no. actually buy this game because of your passion that has sold it to me.
0: Um, I will say so I've, I've not, uh, so I've not played Seven, but uh, I played it with a very, very big Final Fantasy fan. And uh, I don't know, Miss Cora, but I feel she's completed, so Final Fantasy 9 is a favorite, and then she's completed it uh, more times than a single hand, uh, uh, fingers on hand. I can't remember the exact number, but a lot of times. So we had completely, we were coming from completely different angles. So for me, uh, I'm, I'm with you, Midas. I like RPGs and games with good stories that you can just jump into. Uh, I like that, but I tend to come from like uh, real-time um, RPG games. So Mass Effect, for example, being one of mm. my favorite series, uh, uh, trilogies. Um, I haven't played the latest one because I didn't want to uh, muddy that memory from my yeah, But
4: we that- don't talk about Andromeda. Okay, I'm,
3: oh, wow. I'm we'll sorry to that. just chime in again. Andromeda is the only one I played.
2: Oh. 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 Bye, my Bye, Bye, <laughs> Bye The show,
3: shows. show's gonna end. No
0: one, <laughs> <Yeah>. no one. <laughs> um, oh, see,
2: that-, that was a cue to kick him. That was all. <laughs>
0: You said the magic words, like, to get kicked. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, so I, to, I bring that up just to say that I, just from my personal perspective, I appreciated the the real-time addition uh, to that, and I really enjoyed uh, the demo. But uh, the person I was with, she had mixed feelings because for her, Final Fantasy is turn-based. Mm. So, addition of that um, sort of real-time mechanic kind of threw her off, and I think she's, I, I've, I'm feel she's still processing this, processing that now uh, I mean, but
3: you know well, they're gonna put to it?
0: base in it though right <laughs> yeah so i think she's waiting to see how that pans out and I, I feel like she'll default to that and go but i was happy with how how it was in the demo um i'm yeah i'm getting it i'm like that sold me
1: yeah, I played, so the, my first Final Fantasy game that I owned myself and played in my own time, in my own space, is Final Fantasy Fifteen, because I just really find it hard with turn-based games, unless you are Pokemon. Um, <laughs> so anything that involves that slow pace um, tends to uh, lose my attention very quickly, especially for such big games like I've not finished Final Fantasy 15 I got it when it came out <laughs> but I do thoroughly enjoy it so for me like this will probably be I'll probably play this I'll probably get it. I like it well, I like what you said I've not even watched any gameplay from it
0: <laughs> yeah. so I think my
3: this has just sold us all on yeah the... really <laughs> Final have. Fantasy
1: here yeah. is um... my soul <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll make you laugh I've platinum Final Fantasy 15 oh god wow <laughs> <laughs> okay you're back on the show yeah.
0: <laughs> back in um, so uh, that was one of the games uh, the other game from Square Enix was Marvel's Avengers so did anyone get a chance
3: to play that
1: No, I attempted to queue and gave up either,
3: no I no so I'm, <laughs> I'm-, I'm-, I'm, I'm the only one that played it I played it twice right.
1: have you okay. got a link did you have a link for this one as
2: well
3: yeah wow
2: (laughs) stop putting numbers to this just say that you played it that's it
0: (laughs) can i I just say what i had to do to uh play this game we had to turn up at the start of the show and run to marvel's avengers so i literally i feel like i may have broken out in a sweat uh i don't know i didn't check properly but i had to put in like effort to get that game so i definitely when you do your networking course midas uh (laughs) i want to be on that (laughs) because i need to i want to come to an event and just stroll uh to an area and just be let through and play it as many times uh, just, as i want
4: just as a quick side note funny enough that was actually one of like a segment of my portfolio sessions is like how to network 101 because like so many people don't know how to bloody do it um <laughs> i actually have to go i'm really sorry because like oh, i'm yeah. really enjoying this discussion as well really oh, already, that's cool but i do have to bounce um
0: Oh, thank you for joining us.
4: No, no. Thanks for having me. Do appreciate Hopefully it. we
1: can get you back on for like our next gaming event breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm more than happy to jump in like whenever.
4: Um, yeah, whenever you've got a slot and you want me in it, I'm more than happy to jump in. But I will have to see you all um, sometime soon. I'm sure we'll see each other at something soon.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, do this again.
1: Thank you. All right. Cool. All right see you soon. See you
0: Uh, So we were talking about Marvel's Avengers And I feel Oh no, so Midas you played it twice Um, What did you feel about it?
3: Um, I have mixed feelings I liked it A lot But I didn't love it
0: Okay I kind of I feel like I get that So
3: I liked it more than I thought I would Yes um, and that's and I, and I think that's why i say i like it a lot i liked it way more than i was expecting but there's a lot about it that's that irritates me anything in particular um so for me do you know how i describe this game is batman and uncharted in a blender oh dear god yeah i mean they sound like good ingredients they sound like wonderful ingredients um I felt like some Which of the... Batman fight- in
2: particular?
3: Um, asylum.
2: Oh, well it doesn't so matter. Funky. I played that, it again. That,
3: <laughs> it doesn't really matter because they the fighting system, like every single, every superhero fighting game, is Batman. Yeah. <laughs> true, <laughs> true.
2: Except for Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man.
3: No, Spider-Man is, that's, that's <laughs> Batman. The only difference no. is, only difference with the fighting mechanics and Spider-Man is lighter. And mm. with Batman, it's about strength. With Spider-Man, it's all about agility and, and using the thing. But it's still Batman's fighting. I get mechanics. that. Yeah, they, I they, feel they, that. They I created can... that fighting mechanics and everyone uses it. Um, But the good, like, everyone has different strengths and different um things. And And it was quite easy to go from one to another. But it just felt weird. Like, Captain America felt as strong as Hulk. Mm. Just felt weird and then black widow felt really good because she was agile and she felt really different um iron man's flying wasn't amazing i was really disappointed with that yeah that's I, probably my the worst bit of the demo for me i really liked four but it wasn't as good as god as god of war and he was doing I said this exact li- thing today literally doing god of war moves. yes but not as good good so yes like, i said the exact th- same thing so it's like I think it, I thought it was really fun. It was very linear, explosions. It felt like an action game, and I really, really enjoyed it. But I felt like every segment someone's done better. So the Thor segment God of awards done it better. The agile Black Widow segment, Spider Man's done it better. The strong um, Captain American segment, Batman's done it better. So it's like yeah. it's like loads of. I think if you just had one of those segments, I wouldn't have even enjoyed it. I would have said it's dead because they kind of clamped it all together. It made it better. It was like an omelet, you know. You can chuck all yeah. of random yeah. things together and you all put all your leftover
1: ingredients. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. that omelet's kind of nice still, but if you just had just just one, just the egg and nothing else, you'd be like, "This omelet's a bit dead." Do yeah. you
1: think that if someone wasn't quite sure what? Superhero game They wanted to get And they kind of wanted They, they were like inclined to a couple uh, Whether it would be worth Getting this if they were only going to get one
3: um, I, 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 Yeah I definitely do think so And I think them being at EGX was really important Because I feel like the Square Enix's um, E3 reveal Of Avengers went down Very very bad and I don't think people were happy because people have the Avengers movie as their inkling of what the characters look like and 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 what the game's meant to look like. And because this is like a standalone story and it's got nothing to do with the um, MCV universe, I think like the reaction was really bad. Like, can you imagine Final Fantasy is huge, but Final Fantasy and Avengers was both revealed on the same E3 conference and no one even talked about Avengers.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. I to yeah. be honest, um <laughs> I kind of forgot that it was a thing that was happening.
5: <laughs> That's
0: <how laughs>
1: So when ba- I saw it, I was like, oh my god, yes, Avengers. I remember getting excited that there was an Avengers game in it. Uh but I was like, what what was that game again? And I was like, there yeah. and I was like, I can't remember even what this game entitles, like what 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 happens in it. Um
2: i kind of had the same experience though like i for the first hour that i was there i was like why is there an avengers section (laughs) (laughs) it was a massive question mark on what's going on in here do i want to know
3: (laughs) and that that to me is crazy because when when they when they announced spider-man because it was such a good trailer and such announcement people didn't stop talking about it and losing their mind and to think that you've got an avengers game and a company as big as square and people are just not going crazy over it and i think the good thing is i think people then giving people like 20 minutes to play the game really got people excited about it and i think that's what they needed because i don't think i don't feel like the gamers i was talking to was excited about it prior to egx
2: i think it was definitely lacking in promotion and marketing especially prior to it even being at egx it's the fact that i didn't even know that it was going to be there it was just Mm. i don't know it's just it was there that was it therefore should i go in there or should i not
0: (laughs) i feel like they did take a hit after e3 and i was one of those people where i was i would have been excited for an avengers game and then saw the avengers game and been like oh okay and i think (laughs) to your point about the sort of the MCU likeness uh, Midas is that part of the problem is they had the characters that kind of looked like the characters, but didn't. So it kind of, it had that off brand look, even though yeah. like visually the graphics are, are fine. They're good, but I just, it kind of looks like Captain America, but it's not quite kind of looks like Tony Stark, but not quite. Whereas something like Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker is, is their version of Peter Parker doesn't look like Tom Holland. So there's no, I'm not trying to make that, uh comparison. There's no uncanny valley in the in the likeness. And I think that uh threw a lot of people off. But I will say I'll agree basically I'll agree with everything you said um totally and um, just second that it's really important that they showed it because for me I, I'm now interested uh, in the game even though yeah that I think the elements on their own might be a bit uh weak like you say every game's done it um better but together you know, it, it I think it will make for entertaining uh experience. I feel like Avengers will be the, the Jamie Foxx of uh video games. So they'll do you know, a lot together, but maybe everyone you know, other people have done it better individually. Who knows? <laughs>
1: yeah. I uh, I feel like my my gripe so I didn't play it because the Cubas waste. I got there at like a few minutes past 10 and the queue was already like three to four hours long and <laughs> my thing is it was the the area was uh, a virgin media uh team up stand uh, which normally is taken by destiny um and it's always when,
3: destiny <laughs>
1: yeah so so this is the one that it's not been destiny and but destiny always has way more stations than that um, so why was there less stations? <laughs> I don't understand. There should have been more stations.
2: I feel or like at Destiny least is getting the same a little amount. bit less love since they've separated from uh, Activision Blizzard.
1: No, but that's what I'm saying. So normally um, Dest- Virgin Media have like a yeah. Destiny thing. And so instead it was Marvel Avengers. And instead of having the same amount or more stations than they would have had for Destiny, they have have less
3: do you know what? There was actually a lot of stations. But remember, the demo's 20 minutes long.
1: No, they, there was not as many as there's been on Destiny.
3: Definitely not as many. Do you know what? I've never... No, I only played Destiny once at EDX. So you may be right. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't feel like... I I agree, though. I feel like everything was kind of small, smaller.
1: Yeah. I'm like, why is that... This should be so big. It's... It's a it's Marvel <laughs> and Square Enix. It's like Marvel like one of the most popular IPS across everything right now and Square Enix, the thing like a company that ga- gamers love and has been creating games that gamers love for forever. <laughs> I feel like they could have done. They could have not had us waiting for three hours. more people would have played it. <laughs> but it's, i understand why they didn't but <laughs> you know it's just like one of those things that nags on you yeah
3: it's okay. that it's, it's, it goes back to that it's just so hard to demo games yeah yeah so oh, games yeah it's like demoing games no one can demo games better than nintendo yes yeah. let's
1: go on to nintendo so because yeah yeah let's they, yeah sorry <laughs> so, <laughs> they really know how to put on a show when they do they were like not about for a while they kind of were not doing much at events for a while and now they're like hey guys we're back <laughs> and we mean we're back
0: <laughs> they showed up they showed up properly Definitely. Um, so did everyone try out any nintendo games
2: Pokemon. What? <laughs>
0: Oh,
2: what was that Rose? <laughs> As a Pokemon, uh, oh, although course. even with uh, last year's um, E G X, they were they had Pokemon Let's Go out anyway, for which was going to obviously uh, go on sale in the following November. So it's kind of like the same this year, except for obviously E G X is October. But yeah, I tried out sword and shield i'm not gonna lie but i'm a bit of a diehard pokemon fan so i'm kind of super biased Though i think my opinion (laughs) might be slightly just (laughs) skewered
0: but you enjoyed it
2: yeah of course of course
0: cool okay all right we're gonna get uh, other people's views on nintendo and other areas i'm just gonna add in uh another guest so we've got uh shadow coming up before we continue, did you make it to EGX?
5: On no, was days? no was, right. I was No, I was in the studio.
0: Oh, uh-huh, that's cool. All right. So, yeah, we're going to uh, get people's views. So we're just hearing about Rose talk about her uh, view of Pokemon. Did anyone else try any other games in the Nintendo area? Um, go ahead, Tessie.
1: Go- <laughs> I tried Ring Fit. I'm so excited for this game really (laughs) yes um so yeah even though I was in the Pokemon advert I did not try Pokemon purely because I know I'm gonna love it I've I've seen enough to know I'm gonna love it um and I just I don't want to spoil my first experience of it Um, I want (laughs) to save that save myself you know (laughs) um (laughs) so Ring Fit was the Nintendo game I was super excited for um I I was really into Wii Fit when that came out. Uh, me, my mum and my sister have had plenty of competitive fitness sessions on Wii Fit. Um, and the Ring Fit is a really nice uh, sort of descendant of the Wii Fit for the Switch. It's surpri- The ring itself is surprisingly... Uh, resistant um, and is is a lot stronger and a lot yeah tougher than I thought it was going to be. I what mean. is
0: the actual thing? Because I saw some people trying it, but I never got a good look at the actual device. Or...
1: So it's like a uh, a ring, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like a res a, a resistance thing. Uh, so like if you push it in, uh, it's pliable but it it's not it pushes back pretty much uh and same like you can pull it um and it, it will give you a bit of resistance there um and then there's also like a leg strap that goes with it as well uh for wow
0: tracking a whole set. Uh,
1: yeah. an array of movements um yeah and i'm sure though i'm sure they'll come out with additions with it i'm sure you'll be able to like get a weight set or something with it because it lends itself to have more and to do more with a workout with it than the Wii Fit did
0: okay interesting Um I'm gonna have to because you know what Nintendo always come up with just weird peripherals but for the most part they make them work so I, I, I'm just gonna have to try this uh, and and see what it's about Um I will uh, let me just uh, check in with uh, Shadow and say so. i um, joined by Shadow, who is a uh, UK rapper and fellow manga creator. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining us. So, one of the things I wanted to mention when we come to the Nintendo area is just what people's views are on the Nintendo Switch, or two years on. Um, Shadow, I'll start with you, like, because I'm pretty sure you've got a Switch.
5: Yeah, I'll oh, definitely. No, I yeah. flipping love uh it's it's perfect for going on tour as well uh i was recently opening for tech nine on tour and believe i took my switch with my dj and whooped him on super smash bros constantly uh so the switch is it's it's perfect for leaving the house it's a great console in the house but it's even better once you leave the house
0: even better so like with i guess they released the switch Lite, which is the switch that doesn't switch but yeah I feel they must have done that because they're they're seeing that more and more people,
5: or maybe the majority of people, are using it in handheld mode. Yeah, I guess so. It, it that that one's not for me. I like the ability to put it onto the T V and play it on big screen mode as well. Yeah. And I I just feel the, the, the fuller switch has better capabilities, it's just a better console overall. The the Switch Lite is effectively a a, a very overpowered Game Boy for me. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, some would say it's not a bad thing, but I get that. So, I mean, are there any games in particular that you're playing on your Switch?
5: Oh, yeah. Super Smash Bros. all day. Um, pretty much that. Yeah. Also I, I cons- still
0: actually I still remember uh, when you completely destroyed me at uh, Smash Bros. Uh, at my own event uh, when we started <laughs> GamePad and since well, then I do not play
5: there was, there was two of you
0: against me by the way so I, was trying to, I was trying to make it sound good <laughs> but that just makes it sound worse oh, 1v1
2: <laughs> was a handicap really yeah, <laughs> it I was know. a 2v1, wow it was,
0: it was a disaster, I don't know what I was thinking uh, and since then I don't play Smash Bros at my own event So I, I do I- have
2: to agree with the fact that I prefer the OG Switch as opposed to the Switch Lite only because as a streamer you can't if you can't dock yes. it you can't stream oh <laughs> my god yes oh i didn't so, consider that yeah but... if you get a switch light which uh sun's bookish games prefers a switch light altogether, she's like i love this uh better performance and you know battery life uh that's great for her but for me i'm like i'm a streamer so i need to be able to wire up the elgato to everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> so without that it's a bit of a problem
1: i totally see the the market for the switch Lite, though i know a lot yeah. of people that that need the switch Lite, uh because of how big and heavy the the switch is for them uh there's definitely a market there are people that yeah. will just play it handheld and do just want a handheld so it's great that they've had added it to the yeah to the family and i'm sure we'll see uh a more powerful switch. There's lots of rumours. Yeah.
2: Also, um circling back to the uh, ring, the ring fit, is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have got videos of Mr Midas going head to head with sons bookish games, doing squats and rock climbing. <laughs> oh really? You missed <laughs> We that need to out. see that. <laughs> so was the right time to kind of interject? I thought yeah. sort
0: of No, I mean it <laughs> Midas. Midas missed that out.
3: Thank you for putting oh. that out. <laughs> um, so. I I luck, I actually um, I've been able to play all of the games on the Nintendo section before, um down at Nintendo. Um and I went to an event for the Ring Fit um cool. Adventure and got like hands-on for like an hour on it, and it's incredible. Like it's really? so good. Um Nintendo Nin- I feel like Nintendo have got a new breath of life in them. Um, I feel like when the Wii came out, it was so successful, they was making so much money. I felt like they didn't think too much about the hardcore gamer. It was more about just introducing people who don't game into gaming. And I think them really kind of forgetting about the the hardcore gamer um was the result of the um Wii U, which obviously did nothing and i feel like with the switch they were like no nope, we're not gonna do um anything like silly we're not gonna do anything let's just get a great console and great games and after a couple years of having that now you can see they're playing around with different things and i think this is like the we fit um Wii fit adventure is so funny and it's really good it's an amazing party game and yeah it's an amazing piece of equipment Um, in terms of the, um, Nintendo Switch Lite, that's basically a replacement for the 3DS because now Nintendo are concentrating just on the Switch, um, and not putting games on 3DS and they're just putting everything on it. They need a cheaper (laughs) price point. Like, um, the 3DS is something like, I think it sold something crazy, like 75 million units. Um... In the last couple of years. So they need, they need something for that cheaper price point for, to make sure that they're, they're, they're not forgetting that kind of thing anymore. But yeah, man. Yeah, AK, Switch, to make man. Sure
5: AK to make sure they're cleaning up and, and, and digging in, in everybody's pockets. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah,
3: they're getting money from everyone. I think, like, because when the,
0: the Switch Lite was announced, I, I did see a lot of backlash from gamers saying, like, why would you get this? Like, but... I feel it's not it's not for them. It's not for yes. like if you're someone who has a Switch or is intending on getting a Switch. It's not for you. It's for the say like the the parent whose young kid you know um, Won't wants that up. Nintendo. Yeah, the console. But you're afraid I mean, of getting something that is yeah. breakable, so you just want that kind of thing. It's for it's for that person who's who's looking at that lower so, price point.
1: Exactly. joy cons expensive. Yeah. Families. Court, small children, joy—not good mix. Like yeah. I, to- there is definitely a massive market for this, and any yeah. anyone that's like, oh, that's stupid. They just want my money. It's like, no, it's not for you. Realise that Nintendo, a uh, uh, being Nintendo, and at, like Nintendo have always been the company that sort of welcomes every everyone into gaming. Yeah. They want which is why I love it. And like uh, Maida said, they kind of uh, missed out a big chunk of that. Um, at one point and sort of forgot about like your hardcore gamers and now they have like a generation, I'm sure we'll see more Switch family members soon enough, Uh, you know the 3DS had tons of additions Um, that do cater to everyone and do sort of say like hey we got you Um, and even more than than the we did uh, because we've got like Overwatch on the Switch, I still don't understand who Overwatch on the Switch is for but it's for someone <laughs> and we have a lot of like bigger play, games
5: play, um what's it Fortnite on the switch 11 yeah. year olds who are ridiculously good at it
1: yeah and there's you know we've got we've got massive games on there we've got seen a lot of the biggest studios on there but it's also like the indie machine
3: <laughs> so it really has become that
1: it's it's got everything i think yeah. the switch is great
3: it's funny because like i've got games on my ps4 like um dragon quest 11 that i've had from it released and i refuse to play it and i've literally waited for it to come out on the switch which has come out like eight months later Mm. just to be able to play an rpg on the go anywhere
1: exactly
3: It's, it's just like like games like obviously the last of us and those games that are those big action piece games i'm always going to play that on my ps and i'm always going to want that but those those intimate games or those games where you can just watch a movie and play in the background like the the, the switch the switch has brought something that um the psv used to have in a long well not even a psv oh, the psp used to have a long time ago mm-hmm. um that real that real amazing high quality games on a handheld system, which has been missing for a long time.
1: Yeah. I feel yeah. like the Switch done what the PS Vita should have done. Done, yeah.
5: Mm. yeah. I, I would very prefer... I... like, Oh, to, go ahead, to, shout to... Out. No, I was just gonna say I'd very much like them to release Kingdom Hearts three on the Switch. That's all I need.
4: <laughs>
5: okay. <yeah. laughs> uh... Rose, you're gonna say
0: something. Oh, I was
2: gonna say the only thing that my PS Vita gets used for is playing the old uh, games like Crash Bandicoot before they remastered it, as well as Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, and Metal Gear games. It literally, is <laughs> only for old games. That's what my PS Vita is used for.
0: Wow, that's what it's been reduced to. <laughs>
2: that was that was a selling point for me though. It was old games that I didn't want to actually, you know, get my PS2 out that might just fall apart even further <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i will say I'll, like nintendo I'll, I'll give it to them there for me the thing they bring is is diversity and um obviously you've got your your say your AAA games your uh, experiences on playstation xbox um but if you wanted to be you know at a super high level like the somewhat similar uh, experiences whereas i feel nintendo just comes from left field and introduces new uh, ways to play games that bring in new people and also make the other publishers um, that make uh, Sony and Microsoft think differently, that pushes them to do things differently. And I think that effect is just uh, a positive, a net positive for the games industry. So I'm always happy to see what uh, Nintendo
5: will bring into, uh, to the industry. Um, I would say diversity and inclusivity. Actually, because yeah. it just makes it so much easier for people to play. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. Um, all right. So I feel we can touch on PlayStation uh, and then go to if anyone played any indie games, uh, and then we've got a few questions we can get to as well. So um, with the PlayStation area, uh, I'm gonna assume everyone spent some time in there. Uh, how did you guys feel about it? Was there anything in particular that you played in the PlayStation area? Obviously, Final Fantasy
3: VII, uh, anything uh, other than that? <laughs> anything else? Yeah, anything else? Um, I'll go jump in first because I'm going to have to disappear in a minute. Yeah. Um, so, I obviously, Final Fantasy VII was the main thing that I played in that area. Um, but I did spend a little time on Dreams. Still don't get it. that was going to be my next question what was that Yeah. Still. well i know what i know what it is but it's i think dreams is probably the hardest maybe yeah dreams thing and then um finally i saw the kojima demo which is the worst demo i've seen in my whole life
0: all right so what were your views on death stranding before going into uh
3: the demo and what were they coming out so um Obviously, kojima's is the man. So I was like, right, I'm gonna. I've I've been checking it out. Just like everyone else, I'm confused. I don't know what it's about. I don't know what's going on. All I know is you're like some pizza delivery boy, and there's a dark underworld, and there's some babies. Cool. You mean that that didn't that didn't you know make it clear for you the the embryos and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, yes. That okay. yeah, still still confused. And then the demo was just atrocious. It was like I'm not sure if any of you went to it but it was just in this really small room um everyone sat down no one said anything then they just put this random clip on with people talking in Japanese I had some guy with a big head sitting in front of me so I couldn't even see the subtitles and it was literally like um the character sitting on the floor walking around he literally was walking around taking bags off putting bags on for about eight minutes literally walking taking off boots and changing bags and outfits for like eight minutes and then for two minutes they had a fighting scene at the end and then we just walked out (laughs) even more confused no 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 not even confused like i actually don't want the game now i'm not even interested really the demo was that this is the first time in my life that i've no i'm lying it's twice this has happened to me twice i demoed um just cause three and i didn't like that at all and this these are the two demos that i played i played and watched and it's just made me like nope don't want to No interested
0: that is that, Harsh. Yeah, that's, yeah i don't know what, i don't even know what to, to say to that because this is like I the mean, complete
1: opposite to, is the final fantasy reaction yeah
0: <laughs> well that too and i guess i, I guess kajumi is getting that license to to be his his full weird uh, self and maybe there is a question of is can you be too weird? Uh, I feel like we're gonna see the answer when the game comes out. Well, you lot can let me know because I ain't playing it. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, I <Okay>. will be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. But um, so I know you've got to head off. Uh, now, but yeah, we'll kind of take that into consideration i think i'm still i'm still on i'm gonna give it a go side
3: cool all right well thank you for having me
1: thank Um, you for being
3: on make sure you lot go sub to my channel yes games and keep up the great work guys and I, i look forward to coming to my first event of yours
0: cool thank you it's been really good having you
3: Rose. catch up soon okay all right fair enough
2: bye Bye. i was in trouble for
0: a second Um, cool all right so we'll, uh, we'll finish up with playstation and then we'll talk a bit about any indie games and then uh questions and then we can Uh, wrap up so I did want to mention something in the PlayStation area I don't know if anyone played a game called Concrete Genie
1: No I went to but I couldn't be bothered to wait
0: (laughs) Okay so I managed to get there when there wasn't much of a line and tried out this game where it it was a bit weird I, I came away feeling like I feel like I'll like this game but in the environment of EGX uh, I didn't quite get it. So, it was a game where you have, you play as this kid, and it seemed like he was in um, an environment where he was being bullied or there were some bullies around him, and he would interact with the world by painting, and uh, his paintings would bring out these genies that would then have an effect on the world and allow you to complete objectives so i'm trying to do my best to describe what i was playing because i didn't quite get it but the way it um the way it looked like visually it was quite impressive and it handled uh quite well it reminded me a bit of um uh, uncharted the way it handled as you're sort of navigating like jumping across uh, rocks and cliff faces and and all that but in this case it was this kind of urban environment so um yeah i just guess want to give a, a shout out to that particular game because i think that's one i'll keep an eye on and try and understand a bit more about its play style but it seems something a bit different um and visually interesting
1: um i played a couple of games in the playstation area obviously i <clears throat> i don't have a playstation myself so um a lot of the games are, are ps exclusives but i did um try out control which is a game i've watched um and I was like oh it looks cool um, but I, it was there, no one was there so I tried it, it's really fun it made me feel really uh, awesome and powerful um, so you kind of have like some uh, powers uh, and just the way that it plays is it was really fun, I look forward to to get my hands on that
0: yeah I did see that game at the show but i just didn't get a chance to stop uh and play it so and i think it was um yeah i'm trying to remember what it was about so maybe uh Tassie can explain a bit more about the story behind it did it, did the demo give anything in terms of like the story or the character that you're playing as
1: um so ugh, i didn't play for t- too too long to get a comp like complete understanding of the story and but from what I played you're playing as um this lady who has now become the what what is her name what is her role name it's funny like so everything sort of has like a a corporate uh name but I get the feeling that they mean slightly different um things than what they would in a, a typical corporate business um so what is her role oh she's the like,
0: main character
1: yeah she's like the not manager
0: senior manager
1: no
5: oh, okay CEO
1: no not quite <laughs> I don't know okay she's like the I don't know I'm gonna. Director. It's really annoying me because it makes more sense if I have this name. Anyway, so she's like some senior role
5: supervisor?
1: No, higher than that. A, really, yeah, it's it's a director. Downward. Director. Oh, that's director. That's okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like the director now. Uh, but I feel like that means something more than being the director of a company. Uh, it means that she has a certain skill set. Of powers, um, because at one point she re- re- refers to her, she used to be the janitor, and in this place they're in, this building, she goes down, and there's all these like creatures coming from what seems to be another dimension or interdimensional travel of some sort. I don't know, I'm not okay. 100% I'm sure. That's okay.
5: <laughs> it's
1: it's. I, it doesn't, in the bit that I played, it didn't, didn't give me much of, to go on. Um, but there was kind of like these, I'm going to go with their portals that you had to, like, shut down and stop from working. And then the enemies would stop appearing. Um, and then there's a few different er- enemies that I encountered. There was just, like, a standard soldier that would just shoot at you. Um, but there's loads of different ways that you can... Uh, Kill them, um, you have telekinesis powers, so you could uh, just sort of pick up anything nearby and throw it at them or do like a big power push, uh, which was really handy if you ran out of ammo, which I did frequently, uh, which is great because it kind of forces you to use these other mechanics other than just shooting. Um, and there's like these puzzles. Some bits reminded me a bit of Dead Space, but less clunky uh unless uh horror space story
5: <laughs> wait think pick up things and throw them at people yeah. half life 3 confirmed <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: um but yeah it was a, a <laughs> gra- it felt <laughs> great to play it felt great to play uh i'd like to know more about the story because there were some very intriguing uh things that i had no idea what was going on and i really want to know why uh the janitor's office is past this server and he knows how to access it I don't know it was it's confusing when you don't have much to go on but it, from what I played it was really intriguing enough to think I'd want to know this story um yeah so that was that was one of the games I played I also played a game called Ready Set Heroes and we just jumped on it because I thought it was cute um which is something I genuinely do it either looks Cute or cool, and I might want to play it. Um, And it's this team-based treasure hunting fighting game. I don't know, battle game. I don't know what to call it. Uh, So you, (laughs) yeah, it's uh, it's a co-op game. So you have two teams, um, two teams of two, and you have to go through like these dungeon-type things and defeat all the monsters in each room and try and get as far as you can uh, to try and get the best gear. Gear yourself up uh, and then your time runs out for gearing yourself up and then it drops you in a in a battle zone. with. So when you do that, you're playing just with your teammate and then it drops you in a battle zone where it's the two teams um, and you have to collect the most gold by defeating enemies, uh, finding gold about and uh, also you can attack the other team and steal their gold. So it was really fun, but it's like a really cute uh, sort of like kiddie looking game. It's really child friendly. But if you're a gaming parent, you can definitely get in there and really enjoy it. (laughs)
0: Cool. That sounds really interesting. So I guess we can't talk about PlayStation without mentioning the PlayStation 5 announcement. And yeah, I just like to get like an impression of, I mean, I know not, much has been revealed so far but it has been confirmed confirmed um some details have been released so what do you guys think uh shall i'll start with you like what do you think about the playstation 5 and what we'll do like in future particularly like for e3 because it's kind of changes e3 now where we're going to have what looks like the first look at the next generation of console gaming <laughs>
5: yeah i mean i think xbox are going to be watching closely i think nintendo will just continue to count their money playstation and xbox are really in competition with each other and that's about it so if they're it's difficult to say because they they're they're going to need to push the boundaries with the graphics and with the playability hopefully they don't change the actual controllers too much because people complain um as they do and uh, the real question is is it backwards compatible
0: Oh,
1: yes. I'm here for
5: that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the... they made that mistake with what was it, the PlayStation, PlayStation 3.
0: 3. Yeah. Yeah, it
5: was backwards compatible, and that's very
0: annoying. Uh, I feel that message has got to be in there, in them still, because that was our, they learned that lesson. They must have.
5: I, I don't know if they care, though, because ultimately, it means if it's not backwards compatible, all you do is just re-release the games or release some sort of uh nostalgic PlayStation store in which you can mm. buy them digitally and yeah, then you no. make more
0: money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is also
1: so true. Going off that, I, like I don't have a PS4. Uh I'm just shocked that we're already uh into the next generation. I still don't have one because I normally, you know, I'm pretty good at getting all of them. Um I think collecting consoles is the same as Pokemon, but it's not, it's way more expensive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, the reason why, one of the reasons why when choosing which to get out of the PS4 and the Xbox one, which one to get first, um, was, uh, Backwards compatibility because I have a lot of games. I'm someone that takes their time in getting through games, and I hate when I miss games. I like being able to, you know, go back and play a game that I did miss. Um, and so, uh, one of the reasons why I chose an Xbox One and do not regret it because the the lack of backwards compatibility in the PS4 uh, and their attempts to fix that are just not good <laughs> come on yeah. i'm so and used to having like a ps2 i could play my ps1 games yeah. and everything um and i if the ps5 is backwards compatible i will probably get it over the xbox uh because i, mean, I know that xbox I, are going to keep on a lot of support for the xbox one um, and not just drop that into a burning
5: I I suspect Xbox will just watch very closely as to what the uh, PlayStation do and then just add the things that they miss out on.
2: (laughs) Joe, I think one of the things that, uh, while lack of backwards compatibility did upset me, I can't say that I regret getting the PS4 in the first place, uh, especially with titles like God of War that were amazing. So at that point, I'm kind of just like, I've got all my prior consoles anyway. I don't sell these things. I I guess at that point I'm a collector at that point And they, they will work pretty well until I don't know one of them decides it's going to die. But I backwards compatibility while it's a, like you know it's a selling point for a lot of people, it isn't for me. It, most of the time it's just about the new IPs or the new games and stuff like that rather than the old ones. Because I've already banged out the old games and I always had the opportunity to go back onto previous consoles to bang out those old games. Which I still do.
1: (laughs) I get that. I can just never be bothered to set up my old consoles. And for a long time I didn't have uh I wasn't able to because of connections to I bought
2: so many HDMI cables just None of them are plugged in unless I need them.
1: <laughs> and uh, the older ones that don't take ha- uh, HDMI cables. Oh, so. you
2: converters for the PS2. Yeah. Yeah, so even that one's uh, technically it runs through a HDMI cable. I- I've learned all this stuff for streaming.
1: <laughs> See, I've got them, but it's just like so many extra plugs. And yeah. I already have 12 used up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a
5: Nintendo fanboy all day. I just want everything on Nintendo. Uncharted, God of War... Um, Assassin's Creed, just put it all on Nintendo, I'll just play it. There. It's fine. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, even with the Nintendo, though, uh, with 3DS, in fact, and even of the Switch as well, they've got the Virtual Console on the 3DS. It's, they do. They've already right. just like rolled out something where it's like, oh, you can't use the old game cartridges or anything else like that. You have to kind of repurchase it again on the Virtual Console for the 3DS in yeah. particular.
5: That's fine. I mean, unfortunately, they haven't. I don't believe they've rolled out a lot of the 3DS games because I really love the Phoenix Wright series, and that's a, that's a series yeah. that migrated onto the 3DS. And I did not want to buy a 3DS. And then they did the Phoenix Wright meets Professor Layton, and I realized I'd need to play all the Professor Layton games as well. So I'm hoping to see that <laughs> on switch. Yeah.
1: I always forgive uh, Nintendo for uh, reselling me games because I'm like, do you know what? I Enjoyed them so much, you can <laughs> you can have it. Yeah,
2: it's pretty much <laughs> what it is. Like for uh, the 3DS, I've got Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Uh,
1: yes, I really want them to come <laughs> out they're... on the Switch. I want I want everything to come out on the Switch. All of it.
5: Give us all of I, it. I I yeah. I bought to learn the Pokemon rap. I'm not going past 150. I'm sorry. Like that's that. <laughs> <for me. laughs> Pography you don't and... need
2: to. They never did another Pokemon rap. It's just the first 150, that's all you need to know.
5: <laughs> I'm, not, not, I'm not down with an ice cream Pokemon and a, and a Wind Time Pokemon. I'm sorry. See,
2: I, okay, can we talk about that, right? Uh Go I got a message from a friend uh about the Galarian Ponita. So the, the Ponita that's literally my little pony. Yeah. He messages that's me, difficult. he's upset about my little pony, Ponita, right? I had to ask him, so you have a problem with that, but not the fact that we have an ice cream cone as a pokemon that's uh, evolution is two <laughs> scoops of ice cream. <laughs> that makes me so angry. Why are you not upset we're, about that?
1: <laughs> went from a ninety nine to
5: a twin cone yeah, not upset about the far fetched evolution actually. He looks very,
2: cool. yeah don't hate. Yeah. stop, stop yourself.. <laughs>
1: No, um, <laughs> I'm 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 upset that this Pokemon won't have every Pokemon in it. Um, but well, I gonna completely ha- understand why. I get you. I forgive you, Nintendo. But and Game Freak. Sorry. Um, but wow, it's beautiful. it's going to happen eventually.
5: What, what were we going to have like yeah. two thousand Pokemon all in one game? Then it's literally. Try to
1: capture Kate. You
2: to making uh, Nintendo laptops, my guy. Yeah. RPG, MMO, <laughs> Nintendo yeah. laptop. Uh, I don't, 100%. I don't,
5: I don't the time. Like, I just want a Gengar, <laughs> and that's it.
1: Like, I'm,
2: uh, You'll get your well, Gengar. They can't get rid first, of the monumental Pokemon, especially when they make so much effort to give it a freaking uh,
1: Yeah, but you still I don't want give away
5: my Haunted just to get a Gengar. I want him to evolve normally.
2: No, you have to trade him.
5: <laughs> That's it. No, I'm not happy.
2: New, but the uh, new Pokemon
5: first. Like all the Pokemon fans. Just don't be happy
1: then. <laughs> nice.
5: oh, go ahead, Tazzy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you should be happy then about the new Pokemon because it's got the first ghost-type gym. So.
5: The first ghost-type gym? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, normally yeah. it's normally a, a haunted tower. But so. the well, we did have the OG Agatha. Agatha. We did yeah. have the OG Agatha, Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Has anyone been to the Pokemon store?
1: No, I, nope. I plan to go there.
0: Okay. If but there's yeah, was, still
2: things there. Apparently because...
0: you can queue really early to get into, mm. into it. I've um,
2: heard I have that there a... are people who are buying stuff and then they are selling it for higher prices on line yep. immediately.
5: So a lot I of scalping going
2: on. A lot of scalping. Yeah, I
5: have, I have a box of about 80 Pokemon figures that I collected from the very first um, Pokemon figurines that were released Um holding on to it for another 10 to 15 years and then oh, cash cool. it in, that's know, a wise then investment should mm. we
1: move on to the uh, indie Sh- section yes
0: I was just going to say so we can wrap up um, so what I wanted to do is just get people's well did you play any indie games so what and what was your favourite part of the show so Rose you can kick off did you play any indie games at EGS uh, not really no Okay, then we can skip smoothly to the next question. What was your favorite part of the show?
2: Um, favorite part of the show?
0: Yeah, VGX. Right, that whole uh, because you were there for was it two days?
2: I think, to be honest, um, as as I kind of stated earlier, I'm a very people-oriented person. So, being a part of like the fighting game community and being in the fight zone—that's that is my favorite. Uh, favorite place to be in that sense is all the energy all the hype that kind of thing that's going on you know from commentators to just you know it's that is that will hands down always be my favorite part of everything
0: cool okay Tazzy, how about you did you get to play any indie games and what was your favorite part of the show
1: I played so many indie games (laughs) so many I always do I love my indie games um I just have to have to say a couple of the indie games I did play. Um, so cool. I played one called Valfaris. Um I got to take a big picture with a big gun, so if you follow my Instagram, you would have seen it. Um, <laughs> or my Twitter. Um, and that was really fun because it was just challenging enough, uh, but without driving me crazy and me thinking I'd never be able to get it. Uh, I did die a lot and then have to learn from my mistakes and redo it. Uh, Side-scrolling shooter. Um, That was really fun. And there was also uh, a couple of others that just... I was impressed. I was impressed. Team 17 and their new moving-out game. Excellent. If you like the idea of uh, Overcooked but think it is too hard and too stressful, then moving out is the way to go because it's like a simplified version that will not destroy your friendship, but maybe put some challenges on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it a little can bit me, straight. Um, can you tell Follow us more about moving out? <laughs> um, so I'm sure you've heard of Overcooked. Yeah, um, played that. <laughs> so it follows a similar mechanic in the fact that you have to pick things up and move them, um, but without like the chopping and figuring out which mill to prepare. Uh, Instead you are, um, so the first, I guess the the first level is um, you're in a house and you have to remove all your stuff from the house into the moving van. so that you can move clearly, (laughs) Uh, but some items can be lifted by one person, Uh, like a sofa for instance needs two, you have to figure out how to get it through the door, Um, and then you also have some breakable items which you have to uh, not drop stuff on or just drop in a really bad place. Um, But as you get to harder levels, uh, there are some interference. So there's one where it's a farm. So you have to put the animals on the moving truck and they're running around and you have to chase them and catch them uh, to get them in. Uh, Or a haunted house level where there is a ghost uh, chasing you and trying to disturb your moving process. So yeah, it's, it's really fun. The best thing is just to get your hands on it and have a go, really. Um, and my favourite bit of the show—that's so hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the people as well, um, <laughs> because that, that yeah, I'm the same. That's one of my favourite okay. bits. You just get to oh, hang wow. out with so many people uh, and meet new people and just talk about games with everyone and no one looks at you weird because we're all there for the same reason
0: Mm. yeah just that i guess that being in the same community liking the same thing and yeah just getting to enjoy that for the weekend yeah cool um so shadow are you looking to go to egx res or main egx event next year
5: i would like to certainly it really just depends on the schedule Um, schedule. i yeah, the problem is I'm, a, I'm an avid gamer when I have the time. This is why yeah. it's, my, it's my main thing, because it's always, it's always, I can just pick it up and relax. Having said that, I am super interested in that new Luigi's Mansion. Um, really yeah, that did look that. interesting. Yes, okay. very excited about that. And I still need to pick up that um, The Link's Awakening as well. Yeah, I got to try a bit of that. That was just all was
0: nostalgia that? brought back. Um, and I just want that I yeah I just want that <laughs> Just uh, I feel it's going to be an expensive few months so yeah, uh, I need to, to. have a, just a chat with my bank account and um, <laughs> just get ourselves set um, so uh, for me I did manage to play a few indie games I will shout out the messenger which was a really cool uh, sort of side scrolling uh, action platformer but it was mm-hmm. done in like the old school sort of 8 bit graphics style uh, and audio as well. I was talking to the developers who are uh, Sabotage Studios, so I was chatting to them like a group of 10 or 14 uh, people who made this game and they said they did the soundtrack in both 8-bit and 16-bit um, style to match with the game and the game is about you play as this sort of ninja uh, in a village of ninjas been uh, attacked by the demon king and uh, they they keep saying like the the western hero is going to appear and save them which i'm fairly certain is said tongue-in-cheek um, but the the western hero comes as all these demons arrive and, and destroy the village and appoints the surviving ninja the one you play as as the messenger to deliver the message to the top of the mountain i didn't get to the mountain because we didn't uh, get to play for that long but it was a really cool like feel to it. It had that old school feel. So the nostalgia was there. The mechanics were um, really cool. Um, and it's a game that, yeah. I'd... In fact, it's a game that's out already. I believe this was the one. I hope I'm saying, uh, saying it. It's, it's out already. Um, so, yeah, definitely one I want to uh, check out. And then I don't know if this counts as a indie game. is, But I got to play Streets of Rage. I just want to give that uh, a shout. So Great games. It's Streets of Rage Four. Oh, I didn't get to try that one out. Yeah, actually, that's, I did. I did miss a few. Um, but yeah, Streets of Rage was uh, amazing. Hadn't played it in so many years, but again, the nostalgia uh, was just there. Played it through twice. Came back on. Played it on Saturday. Came back on Sunday. Played it again. That's another one that is, I'm just ready to give them my money when it comes out. Um, I'd say my favourite part of the the event, I guess I'd agree with what everyone has said in terms of the just being able to experience like the community on that scale and just meet different people that um, I've come across uh, over the years in the industry mm. all in the same place. So I'm going to go with that nice crowd-pleasing answer. However, I will say on a personal favourite uh, moment is when I ran into someone I used to work with before I left my job to focus on on my matter and we kind of saw each other um we started talking and he was convinced that we went to university together so uh we we met him. he's like oh yeah yeah we went to university together he told his friend like and I'm I'm listening to him I'm like I'm sure we didn't go to university together and I had to explain to him no we work together and he's like no 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 <laughs> we definitely went to uni he's like no you did not go to uni with me uh so we had this like back and forth for like uh, a minute of him and he, he came so close to convincing me that someone i'd never gone to university with i actually went to university with before i had to like remind him of where we worked what departments we worked in and who we worked with and he's like okay right i got that wrong so that was just like a hilarious moment personal moment for me but yeah um i think I think it was a good show, and I think there are certain things they can improve. Um, definitely looking forward to a an event next year in the wake of a new generation of consoles and hopefully more playable games, more playable big IP um, at the show. So, yeah, let us know what you think. If uh, you went to EGX and you have a favorite moment, favorite game, favorite experience, you can drop us a line at feedback at mymada.com.
1: Great. So um, we are going to go into some listener feedback and questions now. Uh, So we've been sent over a few over social media. Um, The first one is from Dancing Saying on Twitter. If you can be in a video game, what would... It be and what would be your storyline? Who wants to go first with this one? One in that
0: (laughs) one in that two in my mind. Um not me. (laughs) Okay, I would say mine would definitely be a stealth game. Um it would be a stealth game and it will probably be something about uh maybe some kind of uh outcast group of assassins or ninjas maybe someone having to fight their way back into into the group and they've got to take out like a rival group of assassins i'm completely making this up as i go along but definitely definitely stealth it would definitely have assassins and very cool um acrobatic moves that i could in no way repeat in real life
2: Well, okay then. (laughs) It's like, all right then, okay. Yeah,
0: Yeah, there's no real response to that. You just have to accept it.
2: I think I'm looking for a peaceful life in Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) My life is too hectic as it is. My storyline is that, I don't know, maybe I just sell shoes. Or maybe I just buy shoes. I consume something. I don't know. (laughs) I love how just
1: simple
2: you it's know like when you're you're so opposite. busy you, yeah. yeah when you're so busy you kind of just want to do the opposite thing so it's just like i just want a peaceful life at this point
1: i'm
0: clearly <laughs> but not I keep
2: busy doing enough.
1: Too much. <laughs> my game would be absolutely chaotic i think <laughs> uh, like my mind um i think it would be one of those games where uh you sort of have to go on missions and each mission uses a completely different mechanic to the last. One would be a puzzle, one would be a stealth mission, something would be uh, completely in an absolutely different design to the rest of the game. Um, and th- yeah, my storyline would be that I'm trying to uh, fix all these different segments. <laughs> <laughs> you're to fix much like own my pay. own life
2: yeah yes. <laughs> if uh, psychology like was involved it would be like oh you like to fix things you like to be at the center of attention <laughs> 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 some sort of psychological perspective there just like you're to find it somewhere there <laughs> hmm.
5: I personally like thinking games like and puzzle games like Phoenix Wright but then it needs to have fighting in it and swords. <laughs> and so okay. yeah, I think, I think the ultimate goal of my character would just be to get more chicken um, and, mm. and just with puzzles and fighting involved. I would play that game.
2: Yeah, it's a good game.
5: Great. It's a good game, I'm copywriting yeah. it now. Yeah.
2: Thinking <laughs> games of swords and fighting. Yes, <laughs>
5: and chicken. And
0: chicken. And chicken. Mm. Yeah.
1: So the next question is from Karak. I, sh- I should be able to say this name since uh, it's it's one of our our regulars. Uh, Kawhi Prince MH on Instagram asks, what did you think of the EDX after-hour sessions?
0: Um, I'm going to recuse myself from this question because I did not stay after hours yeah, at EDX, so. so i got no idea.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'll be the only one able to answer. <laughs> uh, so I did stay for like an hour after at the edx one of the edx after our sessions i think that was on friday um i sat down with a few friends and played some board games and it was super chill it was like a really nice way to round off a very busy walking about event um uh, just sitting down trying a new board game that i would never experienced um they just had a ton of board games there that you could pick up and play. Um, I didn't jump in the retro zone because uh, my house is pretty much a retro zone. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was great. I It made me think I really need to go to some, some board game bars and just chill out, play some games. I really want to get into D&D. Um, and I could hear uh, they had D&D play uh, uh, an on stage campaign, I guess. <clears throat> in the theater, and I could hear bits of it. Uh, some of them acting out things that happened, and I was like, I want, I want to be involved with something like that. Yeah, I feel um,
0: like I need to get into it too. Did you go to the D D or D&D dice shop?
1: Yes, I did. Oh my god, I nearly bought a starter pack and some really pretty dice that were uh, way beyond any budget I have for board games.
0: Oh, those the metallic ones.
1: Yes, metallic, they were like rose gold, they had like silver edges, they were pretty. <laughs> um, so the next question also from Qi Prince MH is do you think EDX represented gaming communities and esports well?
2: I'm gonna have to say that EGX needed more Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> because that is my that, that is uh, the community that I'm truly a part of but I feel like um yeah the fight zone only focused on Capcom Pro Tour to be fair but there I wasn't so sure about any of the other uh sections dedicated to esports I know that they Nintendo had some and I know last year they had Splatoon running for uh Nintendo in the um for esports and stuff cuz they had a tournament going on then at that time as well
1: yeah, I I had a bit of a walk around. I'm not massively into uh participating um in esports, but occasionally I do really like watching, I like the atmosphere. Um and yeah, Nintendo, I did notice Nintendo had a massive area for a massive area, quite a big area for uh, they had like were running some competitive uh gaming things throughout, some tournaments throughout. Um the omen area was popping I heard a lot of noise coming from there Uh, and actually uh, someone I know won uh, an overwatch tournament Um, and everyone like a laptop and all this cool stuff Um, there was also some stuff happening I can't remember someone had a bus and there was a lot of noise coming from there. Uh, but I also got to attend. Uh, Intel had like a private um, party. Uh, it, was, uh, it was called the underground, PvP Underground. Uh, it was for PUBG. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, it was in the car park. Uh, so they literally meet men underground. Um, and it was quite nice. It was quite nice. It was uh, lots of food. A free bar, uh, some music, and obviously they had um, a PUBG little tournament thing happening there live. Uh, to be honest, I was hanging out with friends, uh, so I didn't watch much of it. Um, but it was really, really cool atmosphere and cool to be there. Um, so yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Props. Uh,
2: He needs more Tekken.
1: (laughs) (laughs) More Tekken. More Tekken. More Tekken.
5: Actually, one of my fans is a semi professional Tekken player. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know how well you know the people in the scene, but he goes by
1: Wheelchair Dude.
2: Oh, yeah, I know him. He's going to the next WSO this Saturday.
5: Yeah, he's a good guy. Really good guy.
1: Awesome. Nigel, do you have anything to say on that, on communities and esports?
0: No, I think you kind of, yeah captured it really well I would say uh, for me esports what would be good is because so I'm not good at games um, just put out there uh, fighting games but if there was a way they can make uh, esports I guess uh, some kind of introduction into it for people who aren't so well versed in it or aren't necessarily good to take elements of the esports area and make that accessible for people that's something that uh, I'd be interested in seeing in future events
2: Um, I um, feel like with that, it's all kind of types of esports function differently, because as first-hand experience with the FGC, the most important part is just attend your locals. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. That's how you kind of get into it, because the more tournament experience, the better. But uh, I wouldn't be so sure about the rest of the online games, because obviously most of us are based on offline kind of tournament systems and settings.
1: I have to. Uh, I actually forgot one thing. I did. I did participate in a little tournament. Uh, it was actually the uh, Dota Underlords game. Uh, they were running a little little tournament. Uh, I made it through to the semi-finals, my first time ever playing. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's a game that's like on mobile and PC. It's quite simple to learn, and most of it relies on uh, luck. Well. The first bit relies on luck, but also uh, what you do with that luck is where the skill comes in. Um, And that was really fun to participate in. They done that. I think that was run by uh, Epic Latin and it was just really friendly and you got a little bit. I got really into it. I got really excited. I was... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got intense. (laughs) I may have trash talked a little bit, (laughs) Um, but that was, that was cool. It's fine. Anyone could like start on that. You didn't have to be good. It's just... Okay. Yeah. It's
2: kinda it's like complete. the same with the uh fighting games community. If you just attend your locals, it's like just sign up, play, even if you lose, it's it's all experience at the end of the day. And it's kind of it's like more of like a nurturing type of environment. Like you need to hold those L's and progress. <laughs> kind of thing. I get because yeah. if uh playing online is so different, the lag interferes with so much, like uh when it's comes down to mechanics inside the game so hence why when we say attend the uh, you know come to the locals it's not because you know we don't think you're good or anything like that or you need to be beaten down it's you're so used to the lag that you compensate for it therefore when you're playing without lag or without you know that that uh those mechanics are getting like in like you know uh restricted slightly it's a completely different playing field i know a lot of people who get um basically they get bust up on online but then as soon as it's offline those people that they thought that they were beating are actually a lot better at the game than they thought
3: (laughs) cool uh
1: so the next question is from kimiko underscore 22x on instagram do you think it was successful enough to continue on for next year in london
0: Uh, why I say yes, I think definitely, I think because the company ReadPop own both MCM, Comic Con and um, EGX. So I'm expecting them to, yeah, just come back, same venue, same place, same time and just uh, run it again.
1: I'm gonna go with yes because I live in London. (laughs) Yeah, that too, just personal convenience. (laughs) But, also, um, I think I was talking to some friends about this. Uh, Birmingham, Birmingham is out of the way. The The NEC is very isolated, uh, but people can travel to London for EDX, but also for other things. Um, and it's in a location that is like very easy, um, like transport link wise. get to um so if people were people actually were not from the uk and at edx and i feel like i heard way more um non-british accents um at this one than i have at the Birmingham one and people actually flying in for it because they can then go on to enjoy uh like a, a like touristy holiday as well um also there's a lot of with the games industry in london so everyone can just pop there there's so many uh of the gaming people in the gaming industry that i know that were like oh i could go i cuz i could fit in around all the other commitments with work they had uh and pop in and represent
2: I think with it being in London or especially in the XL there's a lot of room for it to do what MCM Comic Con did in the first place which was start expanding into further halls across the thing as well so I feel like it has that room to grow even bigger still but that like uh with the NEC it's still kind of like it's they may have like control of like one venue but you know uh they might have free roam of one venue but with uh the XL like London it's a lot bigger in that sense with the fact that they can afford to spread out if there wasn't another exhibition going on at the same time.
5: Yeah. I mean London is our capital city. You can't do it in London. I don't really think you can do it anywhere else.
1: Cool. Um that is all our questions for today. Uh just to remind you that you can send in your feedback and questions to feedbackmyamada.com or on our socials uh, at myamada on Twitter, at myamada teas on Instagram, or at Tazzy on both. And we love to hear uh, your general feedback about topics we speak about in the podcast and your questions for the next one.
0: So we have unfortunately reached the end of the show. So just going to say a big thank you to all- all our guests for Mr. Midas, for Shay Thompson, for Shadow, and a very special thank you to Rose for sticking with us from the beginning to the very end of the podcast. Thank you all for joining us.
2: It's been great, it's uh, been a lot of fun, actually.
0: Cool. Appreciate that. That's cool. a pleasure. Cool, thanks. And um, also, if you're someone listening and you've also listened from beginning to end in one go, uh, please let us know um, just because that is uh, amazing. Uh, So, our podcast, this one is going to be out uh, a little later, um, but we generally still release podcast episodes first on Patreon, then 24 hours later on SoundCloud, Spotify. And I believe we are still working on the iTunes or Apple podcast thing. So bear with us. So you can support us on Patreon and get episodes early, plus in future um, opportunities to help develop the show as we go into 2020. So you can also check out our own stories available on our website at myamada.com forward slash manga. And there'll also be many opportunities at comic conventions like Comic-Con in Malta, if you're listening in Malta, um, to get our books uh, from myself directly. And, of course, I mentioned GamePad at the top. We've been talking a lot about games, uh, particularly some of the indie games I'm interested to have at future GamePad uh, events. So our next one is on the 11th of January 2020. And you can check out information on that as well as tickets at GamePad.com. Events, So stay tuned for our next, actually even before I mention that, um, tickets to our live recording and hot lunch signing event at Orbital Comics on Saturday, December 7th. Tickets are available now. They are free. Space is limited though. We'll have co-founder Lau and editor Lara Lee as well as our usual lineup of podcast hosts and producer Gina. In our next episode, we'll be joined by YouTuber Trista Bytes and founder of Melanin Gamers, Annabelle Ashley Anthony, to discuss Joker plus giving you storytelling tips on November the 6th. Our email address is feedback at mymatter.com. You can send us your feedback on anything we've discussed today check us out on Spotify, as I mentioned, at soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash story next story. Thank you for joining us. See you all later.